0: One of the recent projects that we completed actually had a Zoom wall. It was so interesting. (laughs) During the pandemic, her husband was working from the bedroom. He had a, a background that he just liked so much, and they recreated that on one wall of their home.
1: Oh, it sounds incredibly unique.
2: Welcome to the Art of Custom from Hibbs Homes sponsored by Pella Window Indoors and Ferguson Bath Kitchen and Lighting Gallery. In this episode, Kim and Melody talk home offices, or flex rooms, with designer Lydia Huffman. They discuss what to consider for your flex room, whether you're building a custom home or remodeling your current spaces. Enjoy!
3: Should you stay or should you go? Whether you decide to go back to the office or stay at home, one thing is certain, creative spaces and workspaces are another design shift that has been brought to us courtesy of the pandemic. And Melody, we've been building for about 20 years and it, it all seemed to start out with smaller bedrooms that were used as craft rooms, that were used as offices. But it, now it seems like people are really intentional about designing their homes or when they're doing a renovation project to make sure they have that functional workspace or craft room or, or flex space, as we call it.
0: I think that everyone realizes that even if we do go back to the office, there's going to be occasions that we have to work from home now. And we were all kind of caught off guard you know whenever all of this happened and scrambling to figure out how to make it work and you know a lot of people are finding the flexibility of staying home is amazing and i think we've even had some clients who have relocated because they could do their job remotely correct
3: yeah and that's one of the things we're finding in the northern utah market is people are really thinking about their life differently than than pre-pandemic they are absolutely relocating because they're able to work remotely and that's where the design of the office becomes so important Everything that goes into it. And so, this week's episode of The Art of Custom is really one that we've been looking forward to for a long time because we're going to focus in on those creative spaces.
0: To help bring us up to date on building functionality into our homes, we're bringing back one of our key design partners in Northern Utah, Lydia Huffman. Lydia, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. I noticed that a lot of your designs have so much functional aspects to them, and so we thought you'd be a great partner to talk to about these creative spaces and how everyone is building them into their floor plans now. And when you're working on a floor plan and you know someone is designating a space to specifically be an office, what is the best location to place them in?
1: It's a great question. I honestly think it varies per client and per home, but what I do find the trend to be is the front of the home or where the view is. So there's typically a lot of window light. I would say consistently that's one of the first things that a client does or we do when doing a spec home is create a larger window in that space.
0: Why would the larger window in that space be so important?
1: I think it's natural light. You know, people bring the outside in and vice versa. Because people have gravitated in the past three years of literally setting up home and school offices in their spaces, that whole natural light is a very healthy element of any creative space, I believe. I remember
0: my first job, I was in a cubicle in the middle of the floor and only the people
1: who had really high paying jobs even had access to windows. Yes, yes. And you have evolved and so has the whole world. So we all get big windows now. (laughs)
3: Lydia, I'm sure there's many other things to consider as well. You need to have privacy. You need to be in a location that's away from the family. If, If they happen to be home, it's gotta be quiet. You have to feel comfortable if you're on a Zoom call or taking phone calls. So I would assume all that has to be taken into consideration as well.
1: Absolutely. Key points. And again, for us as designers, we listen to the client because offices are very different. Some clients do not interact or Zoom. Some do recording like we're doing today. So we're actually working on a project in Utah where we're going to be doing some soundproofing. There's other elements, sometimes that mom is a stay at home mom but she works from her office so she is also incorporating school-like environments because some kids are not going back to school by parental choice and so they're kind of creating this environment where the kids can be on one side and they can be on another and it's still a productive environment. And so it just really depends on is that an individual's office or is that actually a creative space for the whole family?
3: Lydia, you also mentioned the importance of some soundproofing for offices, and from a construction standpoint, I want to let our listeners know that, quite frankly, that's one of the uh, most cost-effective things that you can do during new construction is add the soundproofing element. It just does not add much to the budget, and it makes a big difference. So whether we're talking an office, powder room, separation between a great room and master bedroom, for example, soundproofing insulation is something that I think a lot of people really should pay attention to and think about it as a very cost-effective and easy way to soundproof a home. Um, Talk a little bit about the size that you would recommend, and I would assume that it's going to depend upon how many people, maybe if it's a husband and wife team, if they're both working in the office, but is there a size, a minimum that, that you would suggest for an office?
1: Sure. Of course, I'm going to look at the house plan itself, Kim, but I believe that 15 by 15, 15 by 17, those are two sizes that we consistently work within. It might simply be that that architecturally seems to be the dominant size in regards to an office. I will tell you that there's usually in most of the homes that we're doing now, particularly custom homes, there is a bedroom that's not being used at all. So they are taking that one bedroom and they are, in fact, making that typically the breadwinner's office. And then secondly, they will take the secondary space or the designated office space. And it becomes almost that flex room where it's mom and kids or interchanging, say, crafts and other activities in that room. So I am finding that there are two rooms in each house that have some type of office or creative function.
0: That's really interesting, and so that primary office would be the one that is on that main floor, kind of open then?
1: Actually, it's just the opposite for us. It is usually that, as Kim mentioned earlier, that private office space, that away space, where most of the work is done, or most of the income comes from, And then that main floor, which is almost always designated an office on a plan, is where family tends to do homework. She works part time or full time. But it's more of an interactive space. I actually refer to it a lot as flex rooms. And we're actually making those openings larger, so it's not just a single door. It's not just a double door. Sometimes it's pocketed large bypass doors. Sometimes it's a suspended sliding and or barn door concept so that it can be open or it can be closed to the whole main floor.
0: So a lot of people actually had to flex their floor plan in the last couple of years. Um, Do you have any tips for someone who is trying to figure out which room in their house, if it already exists, is the best room? You know, I know a lot of offices are on that first floor. I know a lot of people have um, dining rooms that maybe aren't being used. Um, Which is the space that you would pick out?
1: I think the main office or where most of the activities should be should be on the main floor because that's where you spend the majority of your time. As Kim mentioned, if you need that super private space, you're recording, you're Zooming, uh, where there can be that sense of peace and quiet, then yes, I think there are other rooms in the home that can accommodate that. But we're doing just so many... You know, I'll just call it a flex room, but I have clients who dictate it. Their craft room, their school room, their study room, gyms, yoga rooms, meditation rooms. Everyone is kind of putting their own twist on that creative space based on their lifestyle.
3: And from a builder's perspective, I don't want to get that main floor footprint too large because that'll drive your construction costs. Great So I'd like to see the clients consider maybe using some of the space in the lower level, which is much less expensive to finish.
1: I love the fact you brought that up. I think it's very important. That should be the basis of people making decisions about new construction is how does that affect my cost? So there's that underlying fundamental And then as a designer, it's equally important for us to listen to our clients and bring as much information to the builder and the architect to best design that square footage based on effective cost.
2: This podcast is sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors. Pella is the industry leader in innovation and style. Windows have become a key element in home design, and Pella has the product and professionals to guide you to your perfect solution. Pella is cutting edge in energy efficiency, durability, and performance. If you're tired of looking through screens, check out the Pella integrated roll screen that you won't see until you need it. Pella offers the broadest selection of premium products to meet any budget and any design inspiration. Allow Pella to show you what they can do to improve the style and comfort of your home. With Pella's limited lifetime warranty, you won't have to worry about windows and doors again. Call 314-714-0100 to make an appointment or visit our showroom in Chesterfield Valley.
0: One of the recent projects that we completed actually had a Zoom wall. It was so interesting. (laughs) I talked to her about the inspiration behind that, and it turns out that during the pandemic, this one background that they would use because her husband was working from the bedroom. Yes. He had a, a background <laughs> that he just liked so much. And they recreated that on one wall of their home. And I was wondering, is that something that you're seeing really commonly or was this kind of a unique project?
1: Oh, it sounds incredibly unique. So I love you sharing that. I would say that it's pretty monochromatic uh, in regards to their office spaces. In fact, uh, even the storage and the built-in is almost, we're better off giving them a blank space and then designing specifically with our closet manufacturers or our cabinet manufacturers. We're physically building less and less in, but again, the whole Zoom wall thing, it's, it's really fun. We have one client uh, that's based in Beijing and they Zoom with us because they're building here in Seattle. And every time I'm on that Zoom, their background changes to another part of the world. And it's really very educational for me. So you mentioned the closet
0: manufacturers, and actually, the last episode, we spoke with Jennifer Williams, who is the owner of St. Louis Closet Company, and one of the things that she specializes in is the shelving that goes inside of closets and those organization systems, and so I was wondering if you had any um, tips for storage. I mean, should people be using closets or open storage, or I know she mentioned adjustable organization was important.
1: She's hundred percent right, you know, because what we might need today may not be what we need tomorrow, and that's the way of the world. Um, so again, the ability to adjust the shelves, to shift things around, so that it's almost like, you know, Lego world where you can configure it to what you need at the time. I love closet manufacturers because they have incredibly creative ideas. We present them with the needs and or opportunity to solve a problem, and typically they can. Most of these custom homes we're doing, they're taking one of the smaller bedrooms or one of the bedrooms. They're keeping the closet so that it can always be a bedroom, but they are specifically using it and designating it as an office. So we're just making sure that their closets accommodate today as an office and then if we need to change it for a future actual added child to the home or something. So I love organization in an office space. And we're kind of in a paperless world, but there are always things that we must store in an office. And so that can vary.
3: Lydia, one of the things we love about working with you is is number one, how organized you are, number two, How educated you are with this, with the new construction process. And then number three, the fact that you're always there for our clients. And what I mean by that is you're there for the important walkthroughs. One of those is the electrical walkthrough. And I think that it's critical if you have a home office or if you have, you know, some sort of a flex space which you're using for something a little bit out of the ordinary, you really need to think about placement of everything from your regular switches, outlets, Wi Fi locations. What about the data? How are you going to be streaming it? Do you need floor outlets? Do you need extra lighting in the ceiling? Maybe you maybe you do have a zoom wall and you need some up lights. Maybe you need a backlight. But I think that one of the things that we try to impress to our clients is that you really need to think about how you're using the space, come up with a list of what you'll be using it for, and then have the builder and the designer on these all-important walkthroughs help you plan it so when, when everything is finished and you have your flooring and your drywall and everything up, that you don't have one of those aha moments like, aha, I forgot this. What was I thinking?
1: No, I agree. And what I love most about my job, honestly, Kim, is that I get to interact with specifically the builder, but then the entire team in which that builder works with. I learn so much every day from the electricians, from the plumbers, from the low voltage, from the framers. And again, if you're not interacting out there in the build world, you're not going to be able to give your client a bang for the buck in regards to your education. So I love being in the field. I am a rubber boot girl in the trenches, and I love it mapping those wishes out on paper so that the client can kind of see how that room lays out. Then in addition to that, using the experts such as our electricians on site and our low voltage teams and then review the details because there may be a new innovation that came up yesterday that I haven't learned yet. So it's just sharing information so we can, as you said, Kim, make those decisions pre-Sheetrock.
0: Are there any trends, I guess, that you see for productivity-focused spaces that you would like to see your clients approach their build with?
1: I know I'm repeating myself, but it's so much based on the individual client and their lifestyle. But what I do see to be a constant trend is people creating a safe environment, a tranquil environment. You mentioned the word productivity. How can I be most productive? So, you know, here in the Seattle area, you know, Amazon, Google, they were all way ahead of us and they just created like these random spaces that people could work any way they chose. I'm finding people come and bring a flavor of that into their own homes, meaning, I just want a safe space, I want a peaceful space. I have a, a dear friend who owns a framing shop she got slammed during the pandemic as in art because everyone had all this art laying in their home that they'd never had framed. And now they're like rushing to get it all framed and hung in their spaces. Something that just solidifies that they're comfortable, that they can be most productive. And so I think that's been proven in the tech world. And now I think people are really enjoying it in their home.
3: So let's talk a little bit more then about some of the final finishing, whether it's window treatments, whether it's colors on the wall, whether it's flooring. What are your recommendations as far as those finishing touches, especially if the homeowner wants to have a a quiet, safe, tranquil environment in which to work? I
1: like to create a good canvas, a canvas that if they moved out tomorrow, it would still be a universal canvas So making sure that the wall color is universal, the flooring is good quality flooring, the lighting is super critical. So that no matter who walks in there and then adds, and I've used the term before, the jewelry to the dress, then they can implement the art. They can literally pick a color that brings them joy, I think um, every woman's office I've designed in the last two years, they had to have a drop chandelier on a separate switch. So maybe there was just that time they wanted to be there, feel pretty, and not have to worry about work. So that being said, I like to really encourage clients to think about the universal canvas, and then they can personally layer it. I've seen home offices now become school rooms. Um, And so now they make them a little bit more fun for the kids, uh, depending upon the age.
2: Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Count on the experts at Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery to help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in together. Shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to discover stunning products from the comfort of your own home.
0: Is there anything really cool that you've seen recently that was so unique, kind of like the uh, Zoom
1: wall? Ah, yes, it's interesting. So, Lumacore is a product that we use a lot in commercial but I'm using LumaCore more and more in home offices because you can literally do lit panels. So they're LED panels. So it's really cool because if you create a wall of it, you can change the mood color at any point. You can make it patterns if you so choose. They aren't the least expensive, but they can create a wall that's endless as to what you can do with it for mood, for color, for
3: function. It's interesting because as a, a new home builder, we have clients who are always looking for those creative little tuckaway spaces. And and on our uh, last episode, Lindsay Wolski, one of our clients, said one of the most favorite parts about her new build is actually underneath the stairs in the basement <laughs> where her kids have turned it into a place for their stuffed animals and they they pretend they make donuts <laughs> and they have a and she said it keeps the house organized because the kids know that that's where the animals live and that's where they stay but there really are a lot of opportunities as you go through this to find those really fun, creative spaces, and they don't have to be large.
1: No, I agree, I agree. Um, I love the fact you brought up the under the stairs because I can't think of a custom home we are doing right now that does not have some creative under the stair use, and I love it. And no two are alike. One of your clients in Utah, I mean, the playroom, We're specifically talking about a climbing wall, you know, so uh, in the playroom. And I'm thinking, shoot, that's so much fun. And uh, so all of those things, they're just looking for those spaces that, Kim, I know that builders sometimes or even architects, we go like, is that space going to get used? Is HVAC going there? What's going on in that space? All of a sudden you find out it's just, it was going to be a hidden space. So your mind starts thinking. I love it.
0: I think the only thing that I wanted to also bring up was with the Wolski thing. Um, Her bedrooms for her girls, in the center of the bedrooms, there's almost a Jack and Jill space for studying that I thought was so cool. They kind of pushed back the bathroom a little bit so that their bedroom doors open into this study space, and then there's a single door that comes out from that study space. Um, it, It just was a really neat use of the space in order to accommodate future school at home situations
1: we actually have architects here in the northwest that are putting Google office, they're specifically designing these rooms for the kids to stay and study Um, and so again I think offices, study spaces and something we really haven't talked about but I think is as creative is our theater or gaming rooms gaming is just ginormous and um, we did one uh, last year and one wall had 14 televisions on it and it's just silly but gaming can be both educational and can be just that gaming but i recently seen where people are actually adding more of a gaming element to their theaters so that they can do gym classes you know online and so their big screen has their gym teacher on it having their kids work out at home, and different things like this. Music, dance, all of these kinds of things are kind of coming into the theater room because of the way the world is today.
3: And I know you had mentioned earlier, sport courts are something that are extremely popular, especially for a lot of clients in the uh, Northern Utah market. Yes. We have a client right now designing a pickleball court. (laughs) Um, I know that there have been many homes built out there where they will actually excavate down a little bit further to give you taller ceilings in a sport court area that can be used for basketball and volleyball and all sorts of fun things. So I guess the, the takeaway here, Lydia, is that it's unlimited what you can do and uh, just really think about it. Be creative. Let those creative juices flow and you truly can build your dream home.
1: I absolutely agree. And again, one of our first podcasts together, Kim, we talked with one of your architects and I just think it's fantastic because that's really where it starts, listening to our clients, working with the architects and the builders. So we're catching and creating all these things as really before we go vertical, but as we move forward in the build process.
0: Lydia, we want to thank you for jumping through so many hoops to be on our show today. Your time is always so valuable to us.
1: My pleasure.
3: Thanks, Lydia. Melody, I always love having Lydia on as one of our guests because, number one, she's very experienced, but number two, she can really communicate exceptionally well so the listeners can picture what she's talking about and help them understand you know how to finish out some of these creative spaces. In fact, you and I have probably a couple of takeaways that we can use for both our St. Louis and our Park City offices as far as functionality and how to finish things out a little bit.
0: We have some really cool ideas, I think. I mean, I I don't know if it's okay to do some LED panels, but, you know, we may have those in our future.
3: I need to go check that out online because I really wasn't aware of them, but they do sound very interesting. A lot of great ideas from Lydia. She always comes well prepared, but it's such an important topic right now. As we've been discussing, because after the pandemic, life has changed, and everybody's working from home, and they're playing at home, and they want those creative spaces. They want workout rooms. So it was a fun conversation.
0: Next week, we're actually going to talk a lot more about creative spaces, because we're going to take it underground.
3: So does that mean we're going to the basement?
0: We are, and so we have some really knowledgeable guests, and we'll get a little bit more information about tech, too, so it'll be really helpful, and some more information about those theater rooms as well. So um, if you haven't subscribed, go do that, and rate us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.
3: Thanks, everyone, for listening. Another great show coming up on our next episode, as Melody mentioned, so we hope you'll join us then.
2: For more information, visit www.artofcustompodcast.com or find us on Facebook as The Art of Custom and on Twitter at Art of Custom Pod. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to get the latest episodes and please rate and review to help us grow. The Art of Custom is produced by Hug Monster Sound with original music by Adam frick Verdine. Thanks for listening.